Rise Up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ballin' show. And we are back again with another episode of Rise Up Radar. We got a good one for you tonight. Uh, we got some draft talk. We've got some some draft things I need to run by you. We got some free agency. And I'm going to clarify a little bit of my perfect offseason. So I kind of fleshed it out a little bit on uh, last week's episode. It was kind of wishy-washy on some details. But I've got all that sorted out now. I've got it all written down, the how I like it good. And uh, we'll go over that a little bit at the end as well. The draft is... Just about a month away. So, I mean, there's a lot of mock drafts going on. And I think I've done more drafts, more mock drafts this year than I ever have in my entire life. Um, Mainly because it's fun. Because the Falcons have a number four overall pick. I've been fleecing um, everybody that I trade back for. Every time I do a mock draft, I at least take four picks from them. Uh, I never do the future picks so pro football focus always um dings me for that they always give me like a b plus for my um pick selection because it's no fun to not have that many picks so like whenever i do so you know the falcons have the pick number four and i like to trade back with either the eagles which sit at six so i i usually fleece them for about i take their first round pick their second round pick and their third round pick and sometimes they'll accept if i take their fifth round pick uh <laughs> i take five four picks from them um the pro, pro football focus in the realm of reality likes you to take uh I've, I've done it enough times where i know what kind of grade they're gonna give me which who really cares who really knows these grades it's just someone sitting behind a computer have an algorithm but um if you take like a first round and a second round and then you take next year's like second round pick and like a fourth round or something like two picks this year and two picks next year it finds it has more value than four picks this year which I'm totally makes sense I mean you don't have to convince me at all but for the sake of doing a mock draft I'd rather have four picks because I don't have to pay them um <laughs> And I don't, you know, I could just have more more picks. And I've seen, dude, I've seen the crazy mock drafts of people trading back every pick. And it's like drafting an entire new, new roster. Clearly, that's not realistic. But it is fun to do. I've done it to where I've traded back. All the way back to like, I think 12 with the think the Niners maybe and I've like fleeced them I took like five picks from them and um and and I've I've traded back to nine for the Broncos I've traded back to six with with the Eagles I never trade back with the Panthers I <laughs> this is bad I had opportunity to trade back for the Patriots and I've I've hovered over the button and I've always not never done it. Oh, the the, the Lions, I think it's seven. Um, 
So I am definitely a fan of trading back. It's just depending on what you get returned. And also, too, whenever you're sitting. So if you're trading back there, I guess we'll start with the draft. I just kind of just started rambling. So we'll start there with the draft. Um, so let's pause that for a second. We'll circle back to that. But uh, Terry Fontenot and um, Arthur Smith had some like media availability. And a lot of people asked questions. Like D. Orlando Willabetter was there. Uh, there were some other reporters there asking questions and someone asked the question of are there are there talks about trading trading that pick already i know where was it uh, it's, it's it's a little bit late in february so like like we said it's a month away and our team's already contacting you about the fourth round pick and terry fontenot is like playing this extremely close to the vest he even said uh in his little interview or media coverage that he was like we're gonna we're not gonna name names and he basically told one of the people who had a question that we're not gonna discuss that next question it was like oh well alrighty um but um he's playing it real close to the vest and he should he's the first time general manager and general manager worth the salt is not gonna reveal anything unlike I think one year I don't know the Atlanta Hawks general manager was Kind of let the cat out of the bag who they were leaning towards. Anyway, um, what was I say? Oh, so they had some media availability, and he was asked the question, are people contacting you about number four? And he kind of was like, yeah, you know, we talk all the time, and it's a, it's a valuable pick. And every time, he, every time he mentions a valuable pick, number four, he said first, he's always said first, we could move up, we could move down, or we could. there's a lot of people available at four. But his first one's always moving up. And I've seen a couple draft boards, mock drafts. I'll get my terminology right right here in a second. I've seen a couple draft uh, mock drafts that they've moved up to number three to get Justin Fields. That is not worth it to me. Um, I don't know. It's just, uh, are you that sold on Justin Fields? Um, with the recent movement of all the I mean you have to think Jared Goff and Carson Wentz are now on totally different teams they were first and second pick respectively we're talking like since 2000 I'm going to I'm going to read you a list right now I was going to save this till the end of the show but I'll do it right now this is a list of all the all of the quarterbacks drafted in the first round, and we'll start in Matt Ryan's year, and we'll start with uh, in two thousand eight. So, Matt Matt Ryan's. Um, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna give you the full Monty. We'll start in two thousand. No, that's too many names. All right, so two thousand eight. These are all. These are all quarterbacks that have been drafted in the first round and just just listen to all of the busters on this list listen to the good ones and listen to how many bad ones i'm fixing the name and it gives you uh what number they were so we'll we'll we'll, we'll go through that as well so number 2008 number three was matt ryan number 18 was joe flacco super bowl winner with dean pease's defense by the way 
um, new offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. Shout out. 2009, Matthew Stafford, number one overall, going to Georgia, uh, went to the Lions. Mark Sanchez, the Sanchez, number five, Josh Freeman, yikes, um, to the Bucks at 17. 2010, Sam Bradford, uh, soft as Charmin, and Tim Tebow, number 25. He's a first-round pick. He has just retired from the Mets organization after five years of playing minor league ball, not hitting over 260. So, there's that. What a playoff game, though, in overtime. 2011, Cam Newton, number one overall. Uh, number uh, Good career. Uh, probably he's going to be ending soon. He's just been battling injuries when he runs that much. Jake Locker, who is that? Yeah, no clue. Not a good quarterback. Blaine Gabbert, yikes. And Christian Ponder, nope. Still bad. Ponder was 12. Blaine Gabbert was 10. Locker was 8. I'm getting like shades of, you know, when you think about, oh, let's trade back a 9 and take Trey Lance. Trey Lance could easily be Jake Locker, Blaine Gabbert, or Christian Ponder. So just think about that whenever you're thinking about the 2021 draft. 2012, Andrew Luck, stud, retired early. He had, like, uh, organ failure. He got sacked so many times. RG3 was number two. Um, RG3 uh, was number two out of Baylor. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, yikes. Wait, wait. Oh, that's the one. Sorry, I got my wires crossed right there. Ryan Tannehill is having a resurgence out of A&M with the Titans up there down the street. And then Brandon Whedon. Yee. Uh, only one quarterback was taken in 2013 in um, the first round. E.J. Manuel was a career backup player. Uh, 2014, pretty bad draft. Blake Bortles, Johnny Menzel, and Teddy B. Teddy Bridgewater was drafted number 32 overall. Did not know he was a first-round pick. Well, there you go. So, uh, so with Teddy Bridge, so just think about this. Blake Bortles out of Central Florida went to the Jaguars number three overall. Johnny Menzel and Teddy Bridgewater. Of those three, if you would have told me in 2014 when they drafted this in this draft class that Teddy Bridgewater would would have the most success out of this draft class, I would have told you you were crazy. So that's just kind of how this, that's how this, um, that's how the NFL works with these quarterbacks, man. You just never know. 2015, uh, this is the one I go back to all the time. Jameis Winston, a backup somewhere for the Saints. Marcus Mariota, a backup somewhere. They went one and two, 2015. And number uh, 2016, Jared Goff got traded. Carson Wentz got traded. Paxson Lynch. Never even heard of him, have you? Yep, I remember him. So that's up until 2016. Um, and the list stops there for some reason. But, so, there... So, that is the what Todd Brooks has been screaming at us this whole time uh, when we're covering the draft uh, together. That you could just, oh... Just take Zach Wilson. Oh, just take Trey Lance. He'll be good. Well, there's no there's no obvious guarantee that he'll be good. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Somebody said, oh, he will be good. So, number four overall pick is very valuable. And um, there will be a lot of people in the hunt. To, okay, so in comparison to what we say, 2015 was one quarterback taken. 
this year in the top in the first round, my prediction it was going to be my prediction is going to be five quarterbacks taken in the first round. I think Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, um, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and I think Mac Jones will go. All five of those will go in the first round. Um, and of those first of those five, I'm gonna go chalk. I'm gonna go. You know. Um, what's his name? Sunshine. Um, Trevor Lawrence has a better career, and I have no other predictions after that. So it's all kind of a who knows what's going to happen there. But I just wanted to let you know how like risky of a proposition of um, drafting drafting a just a ha huh, he'll be good kind of quarterback in the first round. So um, we've talked. So that's a little bit of the draft of just kind of my spiel and how what I'm thinking. And, um, so they had the, the coaches and that general new general manager had some, some availability for the media. And, and I, I just, even after listening to Arthur Smith and, and to just thinking about how tough that Titans team was and how they really, how they were really built that I think that a lot of, a lot of, um, effort is going to be spent in the trenches. I don't think the last regime really spent enough time in the trenches in in and enough uh capital because they would patch up stuff in the off season over you know off castaways of defensive ends and well not really defensive ends but offensive linemen so i think uh this new regime is is seeing that and also is from experience especially with uh Arthur Smith is that he made his bread and butter off of the trenches, having mean offensive linemen, having just the physical guys to do what they need to do to block for, you know, uh, Derrick Henry. So I think a lot of effort's going to be spent in the trenches, and I hope so. But the only thing that stinks about this draft is, maybe not the only thing, but one thing that really, really stinks about this draft is there's no, like, fire-breathing Chase Young, no Joey Bosa, no Nick Bosa. There's no clear guy that you could point to and say, you know what, everybody's clamoring for him. I want him. Uh, you know, how awesome would it have to be, be in this position? I guess, you know, if there was a fire-breathing edge rusher generational guy. And there's not one. And if you pick one, according to Pro Football Focus, Quiddy, Twitty Pay, Quiddy Pay is the defensive end out of uh, Michigan. And Pro Football Focus really doesn't like that pick. If I trade back to, say, like nine or seven or like nine and take Quiddy Pay, man, I really hope I butchered it. The defensive end out of Michigan – they don't, I mean, they, they give me a C. So, uh, that's just, you know, an algorithm. Who cares? But, you know, that's not a lot of value if you're picking something there. You feel like you're kind of wasting a pick, don't you? So, um, there's a lot of ways. It's like chess, man. You could get inside of your head. You could figure out what, you, what, you, what you're trying to do, and you haven't done anything. So, um, I don't know. Just trying to get into the head of uh, the coaching staff, and I really hope... Um, I really hope the the offensive line gets addressed. That's my hope. 
this off season. So we'll address, we'll talk about that at the end to be my perfect off season um, at the end of this episode. Um, and so, because I was really kind of like shaky on my details of what what I I, I saw envisioned the Falcons their perfect off season, what it would look like. But I got it going on now, baby. Don't you worry about that. So y'all stick around for the to the end of the episode. But uh, right now, I want to talk about the free agency. The salary cap was supposed to be, according to people who know more than I do, was expected to be around two hundred ten million per team, you know, according to growth as a standard growth. But it is now reported that it's only going to be one hundred eighty. Anywhere between 180 and 185 million per team. That's a 30 million decrease. So this year, it's gonna that's gonna create in free agency a buyer's market. There's gonna be so many teams who are going going to have to cut guys for cap casualties reasons to create cap space to you know have cap room for other stuff. And two very good players are gonna have to t- not gonna have to, but very good players are more than likely going to end up taking one-year deals in hopes of getting back to normal, air quotes, normal this year of having full-capacity crowds, having revenue come in, and the salary cap growing, and having a sold-out Super Bowl, you know, vaccines going around, everybody being safe, but, like, having that revenue come back into the league next year could be a relatively back to normal free agency. So this year there are people who are going to uh, top in free agents and regular free agents. I think are going to ha- all sign short deals, one year deals. So they could just get through to get to a bigger contract or what have you. So the Falcons are going to have, the Falcons will have to cut a couple more people. They've already cut Ricardo Allen. They've cut, um, I think he's got a and just right there, Ricardo Allen. I think he's got a great future ahead of him in coaching. I think he'll still play. I think he'll go for another, probably another contract if he gets you know two, you know three or four year deal. I don't know honestly what, but after he's done playing, he'll coach somewhere. He's such a great communicator, um, and I think uh, that would be that would be good for him. Um. They're going to have to continue to make tough choices. Um, they Obviously, Alan Bailey is gone. Kirk Benkert is gone. So, listen to that. Kirk Benkert is gone. So, the Falcons have one QB on the roster. The, the Falcons went from having the last pot, like one of the first podcasts of this show was saying that, hey, the Falcons now have probably three starting caliber safeties. They had, they had Keanu Neal. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, uh, DeMonte Casey and Ricardo Allen. They have three starting caliber safeties. Now there's a potential to not have any. Keanu is a free agent and DeMonte Casey, and they've already cut Ricardo Allen. They could have a, They could go from having three starting safeties to not having any starting safeties. So that needs to be addressed in not only in free agency and but also into the draft. So. Um, another position that you'd look into is not only do they only have one quarterback, but they only have one tight end on the draft on the on the roster. So uh, this could. I had a friend text me the other night that uh, 
<laughs> that is could Kyle Pitts be in play right there? Not at four, but like at seven. Kyle Pitts is such a ridiculous weapon at tight end for the Florida Gators. I mean, he's six six, what two ten? He do, if you watch if you watch highlights of him and how open he is and how just free run he has and the catches he makes, and if you squint real hard, he looks like Julio Jones. Now I don't know if he's because he's listed as a tight end. So um, I mean. I know that's super, like, people are, like, screaming at the radio right now. Don't swerve off the road. Everybody listening in their cars on the way home to work or whatever. So, I'm not really saying Kyle Pitts should be a Falcon at number seven on a trade back from Detroit. But the Falcons do need to spend a draft pick on a tight end. They need to pick one up in free agency, obviously, for just for depth and and, and, and blocking reasons you have to have a couple three tight ends but they need to look at they need to look at tight end so like the more and more you look at this roster the more and more you say well you know they do need a couple draft picks here oh they do need to pay, spend a pick here then it's a, the more and more you see it that way is you really can't justify taking a quarterback at four and just holding pat i feel like you really got to trade back man and now there's there we said this last year, but there was no dance partner. We had it would have been it would have behooved the Falcons to trade back last year. I know they picked, uh, uh, you know, AJ Terrell, um, Todd Brooks's favorite pick of all time for the Atlanta Falcons. Shout out to you, Todd. Um, yeah, I, I they picked. Uh, AJ Terrell right there, but they really could have used an extra couple picks and moved back and still got some value there. Uh, All I'm saying is the more and more you look at this team is tight end needs a draft pick. Quarterback needs a... I mean, honestly, quarterback needs a draft pick. Wide receiver... uh, Not wide receiver. Tight end needs a draft pick. We talked about that. Running back needs a draft pick. Safety needs a cup, probably a draft pick. Um, Corner needs a draft pick. Do you believe in Sheffield? Do you believe in Isaiah Oliver? Can Oliver move to safety? Technically, you know, there's there's options there. But, like, you're talking that. And, oh, dude, we're not even talking about defensive line. We're talking uh, – you still got uh, – what's the, – uh, Marlon Davison really hasn't shown you anything. He's been kind of hampered. That's like an incomplete thing. But, like, you have no edge presence at all. You need a def- – you need – um, you need a free agency there. You probably need a couple draft picks. My opinion is you need two draft picks there. Um, and you need left guard. Needs t- our yearly discussion about left guard. It's been four years and we've yet to find a left guard. I mean, Chris Chester, the Silver Fox, is about the only left guard we've had that was worth anything. And I'm not even sure. Like, and he retired. I mean, he was so old, but. The, every left guard that they've stuck in there has been just, it's been a turnstile. I mean, I remember Wes Schweitzer playing left guard. That's not the answer. So, um, with that being said, my rant about the salary cap going down could really, not, I guess that would benefit the Falcons, but it being a weird year, you might could get a castaway from a legit team, not a legit team, but a legit starting left guard. 
um, through through free agency. And so, um, I don't know, just just something to consider. So that's my that's my my free agency top. That well, really just really just a roster. Just taking an honest look at the roster of 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 needs for this team that need to be filled through free agency and in 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 the draft. And so just being just being real and there's another couple tight end names that I've saw come across the wires. Tyler Eifert played in Jacksonville. I think they declined to bring him back. And then Hunter Henry. Could they convince Hunter Henry to come play for the A out of uh the Chargers? So uh two names to watch out for there in the quarterback realm. So um so back to we'll finish up this the show with um my perfect offseason. So just let me take you through of how you feel good about the 2021 Atlanta Falcons season. This is what would make me feel a lot better and we're moving in the right direction and could be competitive soon and to be building for the future at the same time. So this is how Stan Parker's perfect offseason goes to where it makes me feel good about next season. It makes me feel good about the, the, the future and that we haven't made any irrational decisions um, and we've we've set ourselves up. So, step one, we're making a bunch of cuts. F- free up some cat space. Cut people you got. I mean, you just got to you gotta cut people. You got, you know, Ricardo Allen's got to be cut. There's that Allen Bailey, we've already said, it's been cut. I mean... It's going to be uh, other free agencies. Or free agents are going to walk, but you, I mean, the Falcons have over 50% of their roster to fill. They do not have, like, the, the amount of, like, free agents is are astounding. So, um, so we make a bunch of cuts, make some cap space. I've read somewhere that someone who was smarter than me said that they could free up around $41 million. So, resign. The only two that I would really resign out of this draft, uh, out of this free agency class for the um, the Atlanta Falcons would be, you know, honestly, Young Lee Koo, and I would probably bring back Keanu Neal. Those are my only two. And uh, you could get Koo for Lodo, and then Keanu Neal. You're probably gonna have to pay him starter money. <clears throat> Next, this is my perfect offseason. This is how. We are competitive next year, and we are building for the future. And we feel good about, I mean, like I said, next year. So, bang, we've made some we've made some cap space moves, and we've we've cut we made some hard decisions. We've cut a lot of people. We've re-signed Keanu Neal, and we've re-signed Young Way Koo. We find the Atlanta Falcons find a uh, starting left guard and free agent, so we don't have to spend a draft pick, early draft pick on a guard, which. If it's not Pene Sewell or uh, even, all right, so pause there. Even there, I have a hard time. I would have to go like research again. But he's a tackle by like nature. And he like, he's play tackle. <clears throat> he's a junior out of Oregon. And so like our tackles are, I would say, set. I guess Caleb McGarity is maybe not set, but we want a guard. And I don't, you know, typically guards aren't like high-end draft picks. Anyway, <clears throat> moving on. Find a legit left guard in free agency. 
trade back in the draft and pick a defensive player, either a corner or a linebacker. <coughs> I say that. <coughs> I say corner or a linebacker there because none of the other position groups in on the defensive side of the ball grayed out high enough to as far back as I would go. So, like, if you trade back to seven or eight or nine, that range, there's no offensive, there's no defensive linemen that grade out to be in that range, except for cornerback and a linebacker. Um, and if you trade back a little farther and get more picks, then we could talk, start talking about defensive ends and stuff. But um, I probably wouldn't go too far out of the top ten. I probably would stay within the top ten. Um, and then find – so next, we'll run through our draft. Um, I'm not going to break down the entire draft, like the simplicity that way, but um, dra- a cure pick, a- acquire picks, and fill out your roster. Um, draft a stud running back in the third round and find a serviceable free agent uh, bargain in um, free agency. Marlon Mack, um, I can I wouldn't. I, I I think I'm done taking old free agents, even legendary ones. Steven Jackson's of the world can't come here to die anymore. I really don't like that. Adrian Peterson, there's been a name out there. Todd Gurley, I I'm 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 way over that. So I mean, I would take Marlon Mack, someone young who hasn't had a shot, or like a veteran that has been buried in a depth chart somewhere. That kind of situation was what I would go for. Draft a stud in the third round. Trey Sermon-ish. Um, uh, the guy from UNC. I like him a lot, but he'd probably be a second-round pick. So, you know, find you a stud in the second or third round. And then draft a ton of defensive players for Dean Pease to – mold and then take a flyer quarterback late take a flyer on a quarterback if you if you've acquired picks just take you a flyer <clears throat> sam ellinger uh the other kid from smu I, I don't know just so you would have and then you would pick up a veteran quarterback for backup depth so you know jacoby percent or somewhere in that nature and so in that run so that's that those all those moves in free agency in the draft and moving back and trades and re-signings that sets you up to being a whole roster and sets you up to being competitive now with the ability to grow into a, a contender and that's what we are we are looking to do and so and I think the, the Falcons have a personnel to do it I think uh, this 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 personnel Terry Fontenot is a real <clears throat> is a real uh I think he's going to be a real good one, man. I, I really like it, the way he, he, he carries himself, and I like the way he talks. And I think um, he's got a lot of good experience. I mean, he's been doing in, in the room with the Saints for 18 years. And, I, you know, and I like Arthur Smith. So I'm, I'm super-duper excited. <coughs> Excuse me. Man, I got a tickle in my throat tonight. Um, well, I thank you all for joining us tonight um, on the Falcons Rise Up Radar keeping the Falcons on your radar. Um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to keep riding this thing till, till the draft. Um, if you like what you heard tonight, go ahead and 
like us on Facebook and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts these days. And until next time, Falcons fans, rise up.